What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 of the RXP podcast. Of course, this is the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. Today, I've got a chunky episode for all of you. I am, of course, Matt, and I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Alex. Summer is here, and it is hot out summer and tiffany i'm always down for more mario party that's so true (laughs) so so true but you can't get those sweet sweet deals can you tiffany i (laughs) would like to not discuss that at this moment in time (laughs) (laughs) oh uh rip anyway uh so moving on to brighter things this past week has all been been about the future of video games e3 summer game fest we've talked a couple episodes now about some of our predictions some of our hopes um spoiler alert most of those things didn't happen so but you know it was still a pretty good weekend i don't know how you guys felt uh what did you guys end up watching because people won't know because this is a audio podcast you guys aren't actually seeing the video but they are reunited Tiffany and Alex are on the same coast. So you guys got to spend E3 together. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. So, well, mainly we watched the Nintendo Direct together, which was quite fun. I watched that. I skimmed through, or no, I did watch the Square Enix showcase and I watched, or rather like had up the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. And then I skimmed through the Summer Game Fest live. Uh, and I skimmed through Ubisoft Forward, or Ubisoft Forward. Excellent. Alex, what about you? Yeah, so I watched every, or at least of the uh, presentations that we're going to talk about today, I watched all of them live, you know, as they happened, and yeah, I definitely got a good sense of what is coming as soon as it was happening, and kind of was already in the zeitgeist of, uh, you know, the announcement so i was able to hear everything as soon as it was happening so i didn't have to worry about getting spoiled on anything nice yeah i actually i knew i was you know recording this episode i knew i was hosting this episode and i actually uh didn't watch anything live except for microsoft's and square enix i watched those both on sunday um oh actually i I did watch summer game fest uh, but that was after the fact yasser actually texted me about elden ring so that was how i knew about that um and then tiffany uh texted me right after um and then i watched the nintendo direct i was at work but you know got to take that lunch sometime you know what i mean yep anyway so we're we, we this is a big episode we've got a lot to talk about but first let's start off with a game you guys are both there together so the trash talk could be real today you know, everything goes. Oh, it's always real. It's it's always real. Just and they just now, have... now, you know, fists can be uh, formed and punches thrown. <laughs> Hopefully Tiffany keeps her hands to herself. We know how it is. <laughs> anyway, so we have a brand new game. You know, we've we have a few games that we play quite often. We have a brand new game called Classified. So this is a game where you try to guess the game, movie, or TV show from partially redacted clues. So, this could be for anything, but since this is E3, since this is Summer Game Fest, this is all going to be 
about the games that were announced or just shown at E3 or Summer Game Fest this year. So there you go. So there's going to be three round, or sorry, there's going to be five rounds, three clues each. The first clue is going to be a sentence to a paragraph long with some of the words, some of the key words redacted. So I'm just going to say redacted and you'll have to fill in the blanks. The second clue will be the release window. And then the third clue will be where this was shown, what conference. So if you get it on the first clue, you'll get three points. If you get it on the second clue, two points. If you get it on the third clue, you get a point. And if you don't get it all, well, better luck next round. Does that make sense? So are these going to be all for things that are up and coming, or does this also include things that have been released? So that's a great question. This is going to be four games that have yet to be released that were shown on some stage here. They could have been shown previously, but they had to have been shown this year at E3 or Summer Game Fest. Does that make sense? Do we get to guess each time? Yep, each for each clue. So the first clue, you, you both can guess. Second clue, both can guess, so on and so forth. And we're guessing the name of the game, right? You're guessing the name of the game that was shown on E3 or Summer Game Fest. So if I were to say Redacted is an Italian redacted that tries to find redacted in a castle. The game would probably be Super Mario. That's just an example of what we're kind of looking for. That would be an example of the first clue. So, moving on. You guys will be quick learners. I just have a feeling. Your first round. Are you ready? Yes. Excellent. First clue. The legendary redacted series returns. When all hope is lost and humanity's fate hangs in the balance... The Redacted is ready to confront the most ruthless foe he's ever faced. Begin anew and step inside Redacted to experience an epic adventure and finally explore the scale of the Redacted itself. Can I, I have a guess. Is it the Final Fantasy Origin Stranger in Paradise? It is not. Alex, do you have a guess? So the... The place seems to be important because you've redacted the actual location. Yep, I love I love the thought process. Yeah, walk me through and it. So I'm trying to think of something where you haven't explored before, and there's so many things that I think it is, but also at the same time, you said they were like a legendary adventure, so this obviously is kind of a continuation. So it's definitely uh-huh. not new. But true. Right now, I'm just stuck on one thing, so I'm gonna say. Metroid Dread. Uh, I, I appreciate where your head's at, but no, it is not Metroid Dread. All right, second clue. The release window is fall of 2021. Fall of 2021. Any guesses? I'm going to guess Halo Infinite. Correct. It is Halo Infinite. Of course, the third clue would have been Microsoft and Bethesda Conference. So just to fill in the blanks, this is the legendary Halo series returns. When all hope is lost and humanity's fate hangs in the balance, the Master Chief is ready to confront the most ruthless foe he's ever faced. Begin anew and step inside 
the armor of humanity's greatest hero to experience an epic adventure and finally explore the scale of the halo ring itself. Very, very good. All right, Alex comes up to a early lead, but there's plenty of rounds to go. Second rounds. Redacted brings to life the alluring world of Redacted with all of its beauty and danger in an immersive open world experience. Any guesses after the first clue? I'm going to guess, and this is a wild guess because it's just on okay. the brain, but I, I want to yeah. gauge the, your reaction. Chicory, a colorful tale. No. <laughs> All right. I don't even... That was the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, Forza Horizon 5? No. But I, I, I could see where you, where you want to go with that. Um, the release window. 2022. 2022. Can you repeat the, the redacted clue? Sure, sure. Redacted brings to life the alluring world of Redacted with all of its beauty and danger in an immersive open world experience. Any guesses? Releases in 2022. Elden Ring? No. Alex, anything? I'll say Redfall. No. So third clue. This was presented at the Ubisoft conference, Ubisoft Forward. Far Cry 6. Nope. <laughs> Riders Republic. Oh, no. It looks like we have some Ubisoft Forward fans on our hands. This, of course, is <laughs> Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Oh. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora brings to life the alluring world of Pandora with all of its beauty and danger and immersive open world experience. So no points there. No I, points. I'm not excited about it, but I love the Pandora ride at disney world yeah i'm i'm sure we'll talk way more about this later and also just not calling out shots on ubisoft or anything but when you say immersive open world experience that's every ubisoft game so i know yeah that's no lies detected right there okay third round you are redacted so nothing's off limit with your bold combat style from Redacted to Tag Team Beatdowns, with the Redacted fighting at your side, call the shots, and overwhelm your opponents with signature attacks. This is a very generic clue. It may be a generic game. Who knows? Tribes of Midgard. <laughs> oh, okay, no. This actually has a lot of clues in it. Um... Maybe once I reveal it, it'll make sense. Alex, anything? Yeah, because you were talking about like combos. Okay. I'm trying. So it's obviously going to be something with other people, or at least other party members. So I'm gonna go on a limb. I don't think it's this because obviously we'll see with the other clues. But I'm just gonna guess Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. No, it is not. It is not. So the release window is fall of 2021. This is happening this year, you guys. Happening this year. 
Tiffany, you look like you want to guess. Yeah, but I don't really have a good guess. I, I'm not... Hey, listen, you, you use it or lose it, you know what I mean? I could move to to the third one if you want. Fall... It's up to you guys. 2021. Fall 2021, yep. I'm only giving you windows. Right, of course. Can you read the redacted again? You are redacted, so nothing's off limits with your bold combat style. From redacted to tag team beatdowns. With the redacted fighting at your side, call the shots and overwhelm your opponents with signature attacks. Monster Hunter Stories 2. Nope. Alex? I'm going to guess Advance Wars. Nope. Alright, last clue. The conference it was shown in was Square Enix. You guys both watched it. Guardians of the Galaxy. It was Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. This is on their official page. You are Star-Lord. So nothing's off limits with your bold combat style. From element blasters and jet boot-powered dropkicks to tag team beatdowns. With the Guardians fighting at your side, call the shots and overwhelm your opponents with signature attacks. Um, yeah, the, the hit that I was thinking that you guys would pick on, uh, the call the shots and overwhelm your opponents with signature attacks, it has that kind of, um, when I was playing through Mass Effect, you kind of have that play style. Um, even uh, Age of, sorry, not Age of Empires, um, Dragon Age has that same kind of that fighting style. Um, so anyway, moving on. Alex, up three to nothing. No, I I think we both didn't get the second one. So, oh, oh point you're wise, right. point wise. Yeah, point you're wise, right, right. point excuse wise. Excuse me, yeah. listeners, excuse me. Yeah, no, I appreciate you trying to be fair. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, next rounds, fourth rounds. Redacted story continues after the events of the redacted game when she descends upon planet redacted to investigate mysterious transmissions i got it i got this to the galactic no. federation go ahead tiffany metroid dread they're pushing and shoving but yes she ties it up metroid dread this of course is samus's story continues after the events of the metroid fusion game when she depends upon descends upon a planet ZDR to investigate a mysterious transmission sent to the Galactic Federation. This, of course, is releasing this fall in August, and it was in the Nintendo Direct. Last one, everybody. Tied up 3-3 three to three for all the marbles right here. Unless you guys don't get this, then I need to come up with a tiebreak on the fly. <laughs> First clue. Fight against formidable enemies from redacted signature redacted combat and discover a wide range of inventive strategies made possible by the redacted gameplay of redacted. <laughs> I completely botched that, so I'm going to say it again. Fight against formidable enemies with redacted signature redacted combat and discover a wide range of inventive strategies made possible by the redacted gameplay of Redacted. I'm going to guess Redfall. No, 
Good guess. Very good guess. I think I got this. I think I know it. Okay. Shin Megami Tensei Five. No, it is okay. not. All right, moving to the second round. This is going to release in spring of 2022, or maybe quarter one of 2022. <laughs> is this more of a Tiffany game or a Mac game? I cannot tell you that. Is it more of a Mac game or an Alex game? I'm I'm not going to tell you any of this because it will give it away. <laughs> one of us. One of the three is... of us. I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> Did I pre-order it already? I don't know. Did you? I don't know this game. All right. Any guesses? Or do I want to go to the last clue? Let's just go to the last clue. For all the marbles. Come on, someone get this so I don't have to come up with the tie break. This was shown off during Summer Game Fest Live. The one that you guys just watched. Yes, and my guess is Metal Slug Tactics. It is not Wait, Metal Slug you, Tactics. Can you reread the, the redacted one more time? All right, one more time. Fight against formidable enemies with redacted signature, redacted combat. You know, honestly, and discover I'm just going to... a wide range. I'm just going to guess. You want to go? Yeah, Elden okay. Ring. Okay. It is Elden Ring. It's alive, everybody. It exists. Tiffany takes it at the end. This is Elden Ring. This is my get hype moment. This is the Matt game that would have given it away. And one person is very excited. I, I know it. I am. I don't know if anybody else is. But this is Elden Ring. It is fight against formidable enemies with From Software signature melee combat and discover a wide range of inventive strategies made possible by the open-ended action RPG gameplay of Elden Ring. So there we have it. Tiffany wins it. That brings the grand total. Tiffany now has six, Alex has two, and I have three. So great job, Tiffany. Um, yet again, just cruising us, just cruising us in these games. Golf clap for me. Yeah, yeah. Many, many claps, many claps. So. Uh, moving on to our topic of the show. So we're going to talk about basically the way this is going to be formatted, everybody. We're going to have five big shows. The big shows that we've already talked about, each one of the clues in Classified, or each one of the rounds in Classified came from one of the big five conferences. So we have Summer Game, Fest Live, we had Ubisoft Forward, we had Xbox Bethesda Showcase, Square Enix Showcase, and Nintendo Direct. Those, we are going to take a deep dive in, talk about what we're hyped about, talk about what we thought about the show, and then at the end, uh, we can we can talk about something else, if, uh, if anybody wants to talk about it, because uh, there were a ton of conferences, and um, many more than just these five. So, we're going to start chronologically with Summer Game Fest Live. This, of course, happened on Thursday, before the weekends. Uh, Jeff Keighley, this is his event. This is his second year doing it. He kind of came into E3 last year when it when it wasn't happening because of COVID, and he's kept it going. And now there's like a weird rivalry between Jeff Keighley and E3. It's it's very strange, but um, a lot of great things. Of course, you know we've talked about Elden Ring as being kind of the last 
guess what? There's more. Like, uh, it was a great moment. Uh, it started off with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Metal Slug Tactics, uh, Death Stranding, Director's Cut for PS5. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was there talking about Jurassic World Evolution 2, Lost Ark, Sable. Uh, there was a new game mode for Among Us. Uh, many, many different indie games, including Salt and Sacrifice, Two Point Campus. Uh, there's a Stranger Things Smite collaboration. Uh, Tales of Arise. Overwatch 2 was showed off a little bit. Uh, Planet of Luna, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Endless Dungeon, and hey, guess what? Fall Guys getting a near Automata 2B character uh, announced for Fall Guys. So out of those things, and and you know that's just a short list of that whole showcase. Alex, what did you think about Summer Game Fest Live? I think you know as you mentioned, right? It it started with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, and then ended with Elden Ring. And I think for me, that was kind of the, my biggest takeaway for the show is that it started strong and ended strong. I think those two yeah. titles in particular uh, were pretty good to kind of, you know, bookend the conference in terms of, hey, you know, let's set the tone with, you know, the things that you might expect from the rest of the show with Wonderlands, right? Being a Borderlands spinoff that's more kind of RPG slash uh, fantasy focused and not just like a shooter as the Man Live Borderline series is. And also, you know, wrapping up with the title that people have been waiting several years for ever since it was first announced. And, you know, obviously last year, 2020, was a very tumultuous time. So, you know, the fact that we didn't get any news wasn't too big of a deal, at least from my perspective. But also the fact that when we did finally get news, it came along with a solid release date. And I think that's more than anyone could ask for because that mm-hmm. is really the ultimate question to any game announcement is to say, hey, your game looks great, but when can we play it? So I think the date release date was key for Bandai and From Software to announce for Elden Ring. And kind of, you know, peppered out in the middle, generally I found was okay. I think for me mm-hmm. on a personal level, the announcement I was most excited for wasn't really any new reveal besides uh, a couple of new characters in the Tales of Arise trailer. So they did show the rest of the playable party members, which is very exciting. And presumably the antagonist who, you know, just my two cents, I think will eventually become another party member as usually that's how some Tales games go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, definitely, I think that was very nice to see. And I'm kind of, at this point, media blackout for the most part for that game. Uh, it does come out in only three short months. So I think, you know, they really don't need I, I don't need to see any more personally. So I think we're on a good path there. And yeah, everything else is right. Most of it's for 2022. So I think it was definitely a good tease of, hey, we're halfway through 2021 already. You know, we're kind of on the back end of covid and everything you know this the at least the united states is starting to open back up developers are going to be able to start going back into their offices you know get to developing and so hopefully what we got to see here is just you know the tip of the iceberg for 2022 so definitely good show good way to start off the the e3 event as a whole yeah tiffany what did you think about summer game fest live i think there were a lot of games for a lot of different people and I did not resonate with many of them um I think I saw tribes of Midgard there which intrigued me a little bit um I looked into it it looks like it's only 20 dollars on the PlayStation store so I might 
actually kind of check that out because it has a little bit of base building and some co-op aspect, but I probably need to look into it a little bit more. There was also an aesthetic for this like little boy and this black cat game that looked really pretty. I don't remember the name of it. Planet of Lana. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Um, but then when I saw that it might look like like a platforming game, I was like, okay, that's not that's not for me because I'm not a very good platformer. Uh, I do appreciate that Elden Ring is finally like going to be out in the world. I'm very happy for a lot of people that we have a release date for that. Um, but overall, I thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm. I you know I thought it was good. I agree with what you guys are talking about. I, I think Tiny Tina's Wonderland was definitely. You know, like one of those type or 2A, maybe 3A experience, like it high production value from Gearbox. It's not in the same world as Borderlands, which I'm like kind of, I just don't understand that conceptually. Um, but that being bookended with Elden Ring, Elden Ring just took the cake. Like at the end of that show, all I could think about was Elden Ring. And I watched that trailer a few times. Gameplay looks crisp. It looks beautiful. It looks like a classic Souls game. I will get this at on day one and play it. And it's, it's going to be a great time. I think there were some cool indies uh, that were shown here. Uh, in particular, Sable um, was also shown in Xbox. Um, it's going to come to Xbox on Game Pass. It looks great. It's like an open world exploration game. I also really liked uh, Planet of Lana. It looked like a nice little puzzler. I didn't I didn't get the the uh, the platforming vibes. I kind of got the puzzler, um, so I'm I'm kind of excited for that. Maybe like it's platforming in the same way Unraveled was a platformer kind of, uh, but both of them looked really crisp. I think Jeff Keighley, you know, does a good job of getting all these. Like he got Jeff Goldblum, he got Hideo Kojima to talk about Death Stranding, which was just crazy that he has these people on speed dial. I also um, but liked like, what? Ryan Reynolds, his fellow Canadian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Um, he talked about his movie, which looks really funny. Like, <laughs> just really great. Um, but I, I felt like the production value was really good, and it was entertaining. And for me, it was a, just a good kickoff to kind of, like, wet my whistle for, like, the rest of the rest of the weekends. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. So, moving on. To Saturday, we had Ubisoft Forward, right? It was Saturday. Um, some of the games, it wasn't a, a large conference, um, but uh, they had Rainbow Six Extraction. They had Rocksmith Plus. Rocksmith Plus. Uh, they had Riders Republic. Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Stadia. Uh, so I realized Stadia was still happening. Uh, Just Dance 2022. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there's some DLC for year two of that game. Far Cry Season season Pass for Far Cry 6, which showed that it's a it's a villain pass, so uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, all the villains from Far Cry 3 through 5, you kind of get some backstory. Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, and then Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Tiffany, does any of do any of these games do anything for you? So I like the I like that Ubisoft got another um, kick at or another shot at Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope, mm-hmm. and Rabbid Rosalina is just too much for me. Like, um, and the Lumas it's just like a whole mood. Yeah, she's just not impressed by anything. Um, but and the Lumas are hilariously look are hilarious looking, and I like the concept that's in space. 
I think I am mm-hmm. gonna have this on my radar in a couple years. I on it. Mm-hmm. I've got to be real. I'm like halfway through Mario Rabbids, the first game, and I got that game on release. But in terms of oh. the the other games, you know, the Far Cry Six and the all that other stuff, I'm happy for people who like those games. <laughs> but yeah. not too much of a Tiffany conference for this one. Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with you. Like this. None of these really did anything for me. I was actually hiking with my friend during this conference, so I knew nothing about anything that was happening and just kind of checked Twitter afterwards and was like, cool. Like, I'm sure some people are really, really happy about this conference. For me, I thought that the Rainbow Six Extraction uh, trailer looked really cool. Like, that gameplay looks awesome. It's one of those things I wish I could get into, but I just haven't. Um... But other than that, most of these games I'll probably pass on. I have played Mario and Rabbids. Uh, I bought that to go. It was like a beach game. I went to the beach and I played it. And I played probably 80% of that game like in one week. But then I never finished it. I came home, never finished it. Uh, but it, it was fun. Um, I'm actually looking up right now. I'm trying to figure out if Just Dance 2022 is coming to Wii. Because I feel like it always comes to Wii, um, but I don't see any listings for it. So maybe the Just Dance for Wii is is dead, which makes me sad. Um, but yeah, not not a lot for me. Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. I love the movie, and I love the scenery of the movie. But the gameplay honestly didn't look great to me. Like it looked like an old game, <laughs> and I hate to just like crap all over this trailer, but. For me personally, I was like, ah, I feel like it might be done in different ways. Like it kind of like looked like Horizon Forbidden West, but Horizon Forbidden West looked cleaner and better and overall just more of a fun experience. So for me, if I'm going to go into an open world, it's probably not going to be Avatar. Alex, do you have similar feelings as us? Yeah, I think it's, as you mentioned, it's kind of that, a lot of things looked cool, but as I also mentioned earlier in the show today, that it's every Ubisoft game can be considered a you know expansive open world adventure, and so the fact that these are all kind of slightly different flavors of the same style is is tiresome to a point that I'm also interested a little bit in all of the things they announced, especially Writers Republic. You know, personally, I'm not mm-hmm. a big sports guy um, in real life, but I do appreciate the kind of uh, sportsmanship of it and the competitiveness of it. And I like the idea of, hey, in Riders Republic specifically, you know, you can do so many different things. There's, you know, snowboarding, there's um, now they apparently showed jetpack racing and uh, just even the extreme kind of um, mountain biking kind of downhill style along crazy uh, terrain. And but I think that's kind of where the book stops for me is that a lot of this stuff looks cool, but I don't think it'd be really fun to play, especially over an extended period of time. I know that typically games like Writers Republic are geared also towards a more co-op experience, so they are more friends with fun with friends. And not to say that I don't have friends that I could probably get to play this, but I think there's just other things out there that I would rather play with my friends beyond you know just mountain biking when I could probably do that in real life rather than trying to do that in a game Mm -hmm. um and I guess on the other side uh you know Sparks of Hope 
looks interesting. I never played the first uh, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, um, but definitely tactics games are are on my radar. Uh, so it could be something that they did show something interesting with the Lumas, which I guess are the titular sparks of the game that the Mario Spark summoned or cast what seemed to be Meteor uh, towards the end of the trailer. So it like went into the sky and opened a portal and a bunch of meteors started raining down. Um, it didn't show the meteors landing on the field, but I think if the Sparks kind of have a spell casting uh, mechanic or they seem to be more on the magical side, that'd be really cool. Cause I think the first game was more just weapon focused. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah it was sure. just the characters using their guns and obviously jumping attacks and things of that nature. But uh, I think if they can vary up the combat, that would definitely be a boon to that. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned with the extraction, I know Rainbow Six Siege is very competitive and hard to get into. So the fact that extraction kind of feels like a three player co-op non, you know, PVE style companion to mm-hmm. Siege, right? Cause it has the operators from the Siege universe. I think is a really fun way to express those character stories, but also not have to be, you know, involved in a PVP scenario and struggle with that. Cause obviously that's, it's very competitive. So I think it's a very neat way of doing PVE and kind of attaching it in the universe of a PVP game. And so I'm just wondering what the value is there. Cause by what it seemed like, uh, based upon the presentation is that there's a lot of interesting mechanics with the fact that the way the maps or the uh, missions you go on is influenced by player choice. So hmm. if you're losing, let's say your characters, right, they technically are permadeath until you recover them in a future mission. So I think there's interesting mechanics that can come off there, but I'm just worried about how much replayability is it and how much variation. And hopefully this is something they can support, which by the looks of how they support Rainbow Six Siege, I wouldn't be too uh, worried that Ubisoft can actually provide enough variance to make it fun for, for multiple times. Anyone going to uh, start playing guitar with the Rocksmith Plus? Yeah, so that's super interesting. Obviously, it's it's a real-life tool, you know, unlike Guitar Hero, where Guitar Hero is just more so like an arcade-style game, and you right, know, right. it's very cartoony in the design, so it's not meant to be like you're learning guitar, but it is that arcade game. I'm very interested by the idea, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of upfront costs that's going to come with this, right? Because I don't have a bass, I don't have a guitar, uh, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pay for this subscription service too to get the lesson. So I think it's as a person that's not involved in that field at all currently, I'm interested by the idea, but can it get me over the hurdle about, you know, spending the money to get good equipment? I'm not sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like no matter how good the software is, right. That upfront cost is always the barrier to entry. And so something along the lines of Guitar Hero, which kind of tries to simplify that, right, by giving you this, like, toy guitar that doesn't really teach you how to play guitar, but it's a fun arcade experience, I think, is more my style than, you know, spending the money for. And not to say I, I know that some people out there might be listening and say, hey, you don't need to buy a very nice guitar. You know, you can just buy a standard acoustic or electric guitar that's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. But I think if I wanted to learn, I'd be serious enough to want to get something that it would last long or carry me to my next guitar but uh yeah definitely i like the idea not exactly for me though yeah i agree that's basically the best way to sum up the ubisoft forward i like the idea just not for me so moving on to things that are 
specifically for me the xbox and bethesda showcase amazing starting off with starfield ending with redfall everything in between from psychonauts 2 uh, the outer worlds 2 had a hilarious trailer um, microsoft flight simulator halo infinite we only in a 90 minute showcase we only got four minutes of halo infinite multiplayer they had a, a deeper dive later on in the week uh, but they also showed off forza horizon 5 not coming to japan but coming to mexico which i think looks brilliant uh, back for blood hades is coming to xbox which is coming to playstation as well um, yakuza like a dragon's coming to game pass 12 minutes psychonauts 2 i think i might have already said that um all the fallout games from the past party animals a game that just kind of came out of nowhere looked really really fun somerville uh, a plague a plague's tale the the second one uh, requiem uh is coming out a slime rancher uh slime rancher 2 shredders atomic heart replaced the ascent uh Ayudin chronicles 100 heroes and rising two different games i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but uh both look very interesting I, i'm still a little bit not understanding why there's two but you know maybe you guys have more information on that uh but for me this was just everything i wanted from them uh i think starfield looked really great i feel like hate uh i just said hades because of course you know i, I love hades uh, it's coming to game pass uh but uh halo infinite that multiplayer looked really fun uh, i've missed out on uh, Halo 5. I didn't ever go into that game, but I played every other major iteration of Halo, and this is kind of what I'm going to be doing this this holiday season. Um, a little bit odd that they didn't show much of the campaign, nor did they have a ironed out release date. I was actually talking to Yasser after the fact, and he was kind of talking about a rumor that he heard, which was that Maybe they're only showing the multiplayer because maybe the multiplayer is coming in holiday of 2021 and the main game is coming later in 2022. If that's the case, I'm fine with it because I'll, I'll have Halo to play. Uh, but just maybe something interesting, maybe why they didn't have an ironed out release date. Um, Psychonauts 2 looks really fun. Um, it definitely uh, looks interesting that I'll, I'll give it a try. 12 minutes all about it you guys know that uh, party animals really came out of nowhere which looks really fun it it's kind of in the same style as uh, humans fall flat it just looks like a fun a fun party game uh, that I'm, I'm excited to play but really something that came out of nowhere for me was replaced um, this is kind of like this 2d 3d um, it kind of looks very retro um, a night out was that the game that was talked about maybe a couple years ago? It never came out. I think it's a, maybe it's not a night out, but it's something similar to that. Um, just beautiful art style. Uh, look up replaced because the art style looks great. The gameplay looks really fun. And this just came out of nowhere. I never even heard of it. So I'm hoping they hit this and, and bring it to us. Uh, but honestly, I, I thought this was really strong. They had maybe three people talk throughout the entire conference. They started off with um, Todd, of course, from Bethesda. Um, and we didn't even see Phil Spencer until the very end. And I feel like everything in between was just games, games, games. My friend was in town and we were just sitting there and we we're like, whoa, there's a lot of games here. And most of them, I was like, I could see playing that. And 
out of the like 33 that they talked about, 30 of them are coming to Game Pass day one. Things that aren't there is like Battlefield, the, the new Battlefield game, which like, of course, that makes sense. Far Cry 6 isn't coming there. Yeah, I get it. Like these are huge third party games, but the rest of them are coming to Game Pass on day one. And I, I'm just blown away by everything that they showed. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about most things that they showed. Forza Horizon 5 especially is probably something that when they were showing that gameplay, like Alex, you're a huge racing guy. This probably like got your heart pumping. Like I'm sure you're thinking about, man, I'm gonna pick this up on PC because that the images looked like it was a picture. It looked like it was a video from Mexico. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of the shots, especially during gameplay, was just purely photorealistic. I mean, if you took a screenshot of that, I would say the only thing that would maybe deter you from saying that that's actually a photo is that the cars looked a little too perfect. Uh, but I True. know that I think the Forza series traditionally has a setting where you can change the amount of dirt or damage accumulation on your vehicle. So they probably obviously turn that off for the showcase because they want to show you how great the cars look in addition to the environment. But um, especially when you're playing the game, yeah, definitely looked great. Mexico, I think, you know, not the choice that a lot of people wanted. A lot of people theorize, as you mentioned before, Japan. Uh, but I think it looked beautiful. Definitely a good mm-hmm. mixture of uh, kind of desert slash jungle slash kind of ur- some, you know, rural urban combo environments. And I think it's definitely a good fit for the horizon, I guess, mindset of right being this racing festival. So definitely mm-hmm. has that party uh, style. And yeah, it definitely looks good. And yeah, I mean, I don't have a 3080 or any a 30 series NVIDIA graphics card, but I got a 2070. Pretty sure I can still, it'll still run well and look well on that. So definitely on the radar, uh, or you could say on the grid for me. Or you could say on the horizon for you. I, I look, you know. for, yeah, I'm looking forward to the horizon. Yeah, there you go. Um, Alex, outside of that, was did anything else tickle your fancy? Were you thinking, you know... I wish Matt was right. I wish Game Pass was coming to Switch because these games look amazing. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the Halo got a follow-up presentation that wasn't at its uh, showcase in particular, but I definitely checked that out. Um, I did watch the Xbox conference as well, but I was super impressed uh, by what I saw. Uh, I think... You know, as being an outsider to the Halo franchise in general, you know, I've only played little bits and pieces of uh, Halo 3, Reach 4 and 5, um, you know, campaign and multiplayer of all those games. So I've, you know, never really touched Halo 1 or 2 or ODST. Uh, but definitely, I like the sound and look of it. I mean, the fact that it's free to play for the multiplayer, I'm in because a lot of my friends are big into Halo. So definitely, this is going to uh, be. Uh, it's a smart move to get people like me that have friends that are into it to get me to join in on that fun and mm-hmm. you know kind of learn the Halo style of FPS combat. Um, and so definitely, I'm excited for that. As you mentioned, you know, I don't think I really care about the single player because I'm not that invested in the story. So if it is multiplayer only this fall, you know, fine by me. I, I'm there day one, as I know my friends will be. Um, in terms of the start, I thought. You know, it's a power move, yet also a very strange move to me that they started with Starfield. And I know this is what a lot of people were expecting because definitely the the major question was, 
is this exclusive to Microsoft platforms now yeah. that uh, they own Bethesda. And, you know, from the get-go, Todd, you know, was glad to confirm for us, and indeed, this is Xbox exclusive, won't be coming to, to PlayStation or Nintendo. Um, and so... Not to say that it was odd, but it's definitely kind of a weird message because I know Phil Spencer has been big on saying that, hey, we're about gaming inclusivity, right? We want anyone that can access Game Pass. I know that's the caveat, but anyone that can access Game Pass can play the games that we publish. So, you know, as you mentioned, yeah, maybe we could see uh, Game Pass get expanded to other platforms such as uh, Nintendo, probably not PlayStation. But um, but also I thought it was weird that they showed it because really they showed very little yet gave us a release date. And I think it's curious to mm-hmm. me that they were able to give a November 11th, 2022 release date for Starfield, but not show us a lot and also kind of give us that cover art. But obviously that's probably the slow burn we're going to have to expect for a story and gameplay of that. So I'm intrigued, but not based on what they revealed. It, it really felt like a teaser. Um, and so hopefully it can, it can meet that 11, 11, 22 release, uh, but we'll see. And I'd mm-hmm. say definitely, as you mentioned, kind of the show ending on Redfall, I wasn't the biggest fan of the trailer. Uh, cause I think, and not to say maybe I'm just a jaded gamer at this point, but I think the campy nature of the jokes, uh, seemed to kind of pass me by, but I do like the idea. Uh, I know a lot, they didn't, uh, talk about the game itself because it was a fully cinematic trailer so we didn't see anything uh running in real time but you know obviously killing vampires slaying vampires that's good fun right it's just like shooting up zombies like for back for blood Mm -hmm. right so definitely classic co-op fun uh and i think that's kind of my biggest takeaway from the xbox bethesda showcase is that a lot of what they showed you can enjoy with friends things like party animals things like redfall things like halo multiplayer And I'm definitely excited that if a lot of these come to PC, you know, even though I don't have Game Pass, like I'll definitely pick these up on the Microsoft Store or on Steam and play them with my friends because I think they they did a very good job at showing me things I can enjoy, you know, with others. And so definitely I I like the showcase just based on that fact. And honestly, Xbox has been kind of almost having like a drip feed because they had that extended Halo look, and they actually released a video for Starfield that showed more concept art and kind of uh, an orchestra and like all these types of things. Um, but kind of just playing off this, and then I want to hear uh, Tiffany's thoughts on this conference. Having your conference, Xbox and Bethesda conference, a lot of people were speculating it was going to be an hour of Xbox and then 30 minutes of Bethesda and having it very compartmentalized. But I think the power move was them saying, you know what, we've acquired Bethesda and you know what, we're going to start with Bethesda and we're going to end with Bethesda because Redfall is from Arcane Studios, which did the Prey series. They did the Dishonored series. Uh, Deathloop is going to be a PS5 exclusive for now. Um, they're, they're showing that, yes, we are so invested in Bethesda, not only dollar-wise, because they're millions of dollars in, but they are the future of Xbox. Um, and I, I think that's pretty fun. I, I really like the Redfall trailer. I was pretty hyped about it. Um, it just looks like a lot of fun. Knowing that Dishonored is such fun gameplay, from what I've played, I need to go back and actually play it. Um, and how hype I am for Deathloop. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Now, Tiffany, I know you've been chomping at the bay. You've been thinking about one game and one game only, 
in its party animals. Tell me what you think. Listen, I'm all about party animals. I want party animals. I hope there's a crossplay involved with that game. I don't recall if it was announced, but I might get that on PC just so I can play it because it looks like a blast. Or I'll mm-hmm. invite myself over to your place and just play party animals with you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very disappointed that I didn't get to see Everwild, but then a few days later, they I basically saw a friend sent me an article saying that Everwild is going to be like start, starting from scratch again. Um, so I guess really? the vision... I did not yeah, heard that. Yeah, Everwild didn't make an appearance because they're trying to still figure out the whole game situation. So I think they're rebooting. I think this is a Metroid Prime 4 situation that we have on our hands. And Don't Everwild even might start be... with me with Metroid well, Prime 4, well, all right? Okay, I'm just, <laughs> Don't even I'm mention just it. saying that Ever... Everwild might be my Metroid Prime 4. Um, yeah, so Party Animals looks really dope. The other games, really cool. I'm happy for all the gamers out there. Now, there's this other game that showed up that was surprising, the Ayuden Chronicles. So Alex and I actually kickstarted the 100 Heroes game because it looked really neat. And I'm not normally a video game Kickstarter person, mainly because I've seen so many of them go awry or just get delayed beyond measure. Mm-hmm. And then like, it, you know, it comes out. And then if I wait like a year, I can get it for like half the price of what it could be at Kickstarter. But, you know, of course, it's Kickstarter as a platform. I completely understand the whole point is to help fund a game so that they can make it happen in the first place. So, you know, Alex convinced me, hey, let's go in on Ayuden Chronicles. The fact that there is a now a rising game was really surprising to both of us. And in fact, I kind of went back onto the Kickstarter platform to see if they had any mentions. Because I'm like, wait, I kickstarted 100 Heroes. Does that mean I also get Rising? Like, I'm very kind of perplexed. And when I was going through a couple updates in Kickstarter, uh, there was really no mention of Rising that I read. So I'm going to have to do a little mm. bit more digging. But it's also interesting that Rising is coming out before the 100 Heroes. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye out, but you know, I'm going to play Ayudin when it comes out in 2023. So, uh, we'll see. But yeah, Xbox had a pretty, I think they had a pretty good showing overall, even though, um, a lot of the games didn't really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it was a great conference and honestly, um, they have another conference <laughs> that's planned or another like mini conference that's happening on Thursday uh, at the time of recording. It's not Thursday spoilers. Um, so who knows if we're going to see more um, Ninja theory was kind of like very absent with um, Sunua's sacrifice. Uh, but you know, maybe it'll happen, but moving on to the next showcase right after Xbox and Bethesda showcase was the square Enix showcase. Uh, this of course, was really started off really strong. It started off with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I feel like there was a, a bunch of rumors for that. To see that displayed so quickly, and actually for so long, we got a, a pretty good chunk of it, um, which was pretty nice. Um, after that, we we saw some Marvel's Avengers, uh, War for Wakanda with the Black Panther uh, coming in August. That was great. Babylon's Fall was shown. There was all kinds of Final Fantasy news, including some Pixel Master remastering that's coming to Steam and Mobile. Uh, Life is Strange. And then ending off with uh, 
what was supposed to be Souls-like. It didn't really look Souls-like to me, uh, but the Final Fantasy Origin, uh, Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origin game. Um, but for me, um, that's that's all that kind of really stood out. Alex, you're the Square Enix guy. I, I, I remember our predictions and what we wanted, and I feel like 90% of what you wanted was directed towards Square Enix. So how did they do? So definitely this showcase is divisive in my mind in that they showed a lot that I liked, they showed a lot that I didn't like, and they showed a, they did not show a lot that I wanted to see. Uh, mostly I'm, I'm referring to things like uh, Final Fantasy 16, which I know definitely is probably uh, tied to Sony in some fashion, right? It being a PlayStation 5 exclusive in addition to Forspoken, also didn't make an appearance, which is also another PS5 exclusive. So I know I can understand to say, hopefully those come up at a Sony conference later, uh, but definitely disappointing that they did not make any sort of appearance whatsoever. Uh, but hopefully those come later. Um, and also another thing that didn't show up was uh, Project Triangle Strategy. Uh, I don't mm. know if this is something that is tied to Nintendo. And I know we're going to be talking about Nintendo after this, um, but you know, spoilers didn't show up there either. And so I'm wondering, is this farther out than we thought? Or if this, you know, maybe they're still trying to figure out the name. So the next time they uh, unveil it, it's not just Project Triangle Strategy again. But uh, definitely sad to see, uh, not see those, actually. Uh, but mostly, yeah, to go into it, as you mentioned, started strong. I really like the look of Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely uh, had some frame rate issues in the stream. So hopefully, you know, those get buffered out. Uh, when the game launches in October of this year. Also surprising to see the release date and the fact that it's coming later this year. Definitely exciting. Uh, and also definitely interesting, the character designs. I mean, I'm of the fan that I like it when the games are doing something different than the movies. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I'd rather not just kind of replay the character actors from the movies and the games. And so I like the kind of personal takes they're doing. And also it gives them a little bit more creative freedom uh, you know, to do certain things right so that they don't always have to get actor approval to say, can we use your likeness? And then they do something that they wouldn't necessarily agree with. <laughs> uh, but definitely strong showing. I liked how much they showed too. you know, a lot of voice acting, a lot of gameplay, uh, definitely a good uh, preview of everything. Uh, on the flip side, something they showed a lot of that I ended up not liking was Babylon's fall. And this is something that came up in one of our previous episodes where I mentioned that they did announce Babylon's fall would be making an appearance. And, uh, the fact that it has become what seems to be a co-op action looter, uh, definitely has turned me off. Um, and I know I was speaking highly, I had high expectations. I was super excited when it was teased, I think it was first he's three years ago and then two years ago is when we got a little bit of gameplay, but definitely it seems the, the, the design of the game has changed. Uh, the visuals have changed too. It has more of that paint look to it. Kind of the watercolor art. I like that. It, it looks interesting, but gameplay wise, not a fan. And I think this is the first time in a long time that I was excited by a tease of a game. And then I did a complete 180, and now I really don't have any interest. Um, hmm. I know that they had closed beta uh, signups that you could sign up to get into a beta later this year. I'm not even interested to try it out. I, I just don't like wow. the idea of the co-op looter. Um, and so definitely it's something that has just, you know, it's something that was hot on my radar, but now it's not even a blip. Um, hmm. And yeah, 
as you mentioned, something that they showed that was rumored and that I was expecting them to show, uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, which was that uh, Souls-like Final Fantasy game, you know, developed by uh, Team Ninja, you know, more famously known for games like Ninja Gaiden and the, more recently the Neo series. Actually, the morning of recording today, I got to play a little bit of it. and Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, they actually patched it. You know, I know there's a debacle with that, that when the demo was shadow dropped that it was actually corrupted so you couldn't play it but uh they they finally patched it yeah tried it today i'd say definitely has the souls like flair to it but i I think it does lean more on the action side and is a little bit easier so just to give a little preview of it 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 looks kind of like devil may cry like that type of combat was it that much action kind of in terms of combos but it has like the souls like grounded approach, so there's no jumping. You can't really jump. I know souls have jumping, but like primarily their melee combat's very grounded, um, and so you can't. There's no jump button, and the game is very uh, mixed around parrying. So your circle button okay. is what they call the I think the soul charge, and so the game wants you to play aggressively and to react to enemy attacks. And so you want to be pairing, you want to be dodging, uh, you want to be kind of up in the opponent's face because similar to Sekiro or other games of that design, it has a, what they call break gauge system or a poise system um, from Sekiro where the more you break down the enemy's break gauge, uh, you put them eventually into a vulnerable state, which you can then execute a finishing move on them. Uh, so the game is very action-oriented in that regard. So I guess it has that Sekiro flavor. Um, but also, it's very streamlined in its combos in that uh, you primarily attack with um, right bumper, right trigger, so R1, R2. And so your R1 is your standard attack. And actually, what's super interesting is that when you tilt your uh, left stick while you're attacking, it actually lets you do different attack moves. So tilting up on the stick while you're doing a an attack is kind of an upward motion swing. So you kind of have like a little nuance in the combat there. And as you're unlocking abilities, um, as you level up your class, which by the way, there are classes in the game, uh, you can actually assign those to combo strings. And those are all tied to your R2 attack and where you put them in your combo string is limited by the move. So certain moves you could say do one, uh, R1 attack or right bumper attack and then follow up with the R2 or right trigger attack and some moves are only after let's say you've done three R1 attacks and so it definitely kind of changes the cadence of the play to say hey you might like one move but it is limited to a certain spot in the combo and so definitely there's some flexibility uh, in the combat there I haven't been the demo uh, I know it's a lot longer I've played probably only about 30 minutes of it but definitely I'd say the trailer didn't do it justice. I know there's a lot of memes saying chaos. 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 Right. Um, But besides that, I'd say definitely give it a try if you have a PS5. Uh, I know the demo is only available until the 24th of June. Uh, So definitely give it a shot now while you have the chance. And it plays a lot better than it showed. Um, Visually, it doesn't look too great, but I know obviously there's probably a good amount of development time left so hopefully they can tighten up the visuals um get it looking a little cleaner Uh, but definitely it's interesting i look forward to playing a little bit more of it cool tiffany what do you think 
I think the more and more I read and watch about Guardians of the Galaxy for this game, that game, I get more interested in it and more intrigued um, about it. So I think I'm going to keep this on my radar. Pretty excited that it's coming out in October, the end of October. Um, And, you know, while everyone else is going to be playing some spooky games in October, I may or may not be gallivanting around a Star-Lord and making sure that I sell Rocket instead of Groot in that little scene that they uh, yeah. showed us at the in the conference. Um, you know, a little bit disappointed that they didn't show some Final Fantasy 16 stuff. Um, but otherwise, I, you know, I was kind of turned off a bit when they said Souls-like for the Final Fantasy Origins, mainly because from what I understand, I've never played a Souls game, but from what I, like, kind of understand about it, I don't know that that's necessarily for me because I'm not a very good jammer. Um, I pretend to be on this podcast. You're just a different jammer. You're just a different yeah, jammer. You know, you know what I mean? So um, overall, you know, it, they kind of announced what they said they were going to be talking about, and The Guardians was a surprise, so that was nice. But I thought, the, I thought that showing was, like, fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing to call home about, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I kind of feel that same way. I feel like both of you are probably more fans of Square Enix than I am. Um, like I, I enjoy Final Fantasy. I have not played all Final Fantasy. I have not played even half of Final Fantasy. Uh, but I've played some, enjoy them during the time. Uh, I love Kingdom Hearts, and beyond that, having a good time with Avengers. I'm glad we saw some more War for Wakanda, uh, with Black Panther. I kind of wish there was more than just a cinematic trailer. I kind of wanted to see some gameplay. Like, that's happened in two months. I just wanted, like, more of a deeper dive. Uh, but it looked good. And we're going to get a new uh, enemy, you know, a new villain sector, which is cool. That sounds great. So who's going to be, um, yeah, who's going to be um, Black Panther first? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's up to you guys. You know, we could, we could switch off. Like, we can, we can be decent about this. And because... Uh, Square Enix doesn't get their crap together. Uh, we'll probably have to play the campaign three times anyway, so it's whatever. We could take our turns. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. We'll have to do it three separate times for all of us, unless Alex does it by himself, which has happened <laughs> for all the other expansions. <laughs> anyway, um, but I thought it was good. Honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the combat was like okay. Like, I thought it was fine. I'm more interested in kind of the decision making and to see what that story unfolds. Like, I really loved how dynamic. And like, honestly, when you're thinking about like, a serious RPG, like, you make this decision, and people are going to die, you know, one way or another. This the decision making is kind of like, what joke do you want? Do you want this joke or this joke? It like seems kind of like more loose. And less pressure so that kind of interests me but i don't know we will have to see what i'm doing in october i guess when this comes out um i think there's some things maybe in nintendo's conference and in xbox conference that'll probably be taking up my time taking my time but speaking of the nintendo direct this is what we finished off our e3 with came out on tuesday um both of you it was early in the morning. You guys like woke up and it was there, right? It was like what, 9.30 or 9? 9, 9 a.m. 
9 a.m. 9 a.m. So um, just running past some of the big news, Kazuya from Tekken joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Did not see that coming one way. Um, some other things, Life is Strange True Colors has already been announced other places. Guardians of the Galaxy, which we've already talked about, is coming to Switch. Uh, Super Monkey Ball coming back. Mario Party Superstars, a new a new Mario Party game coming out in October uh, 29th. Uh, Metroid Dread. They said, oh yeah, Metro Prime 4? Yeah, we're doing it. Um, but this isn't it. Um, here's a 2D one, uh, but it looks good. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, WarioWare, Get It Together. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, um, there is Advance Wars is coming back, Hyrule Warriors, I thought they were going to end off on Hyrule's Warrior, Hyrule Warriors, and I was like, these trolls, they bring us all the way to the end, and we're all the way for Breath of the Wild, and here it is, and it's Hyrule Warriors, but then they're like, hey, okay, here's the teaser trailer for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 which we're not saying what actually it's called. Uh, but that was how it ended with 2022. Rip my fantasy critic dreams <laughs> right there. Tiffany, tell me about your feelings. What are you, what are you thinking? So I, I thought the Nintendo Direct had a great showing. Now, all of those games were not for me, but I still could feel the energy and the excitement from all the fans watching it. Um, so I was kind of disappointed with the Tekken character. I really don't know Tekken um, joining Smash, but I mean, it looks like um, Sakurai put in a lot of heart into that character just when showing off all of his movesets. I literally was like, wait, is this like the entire tech, his like entire Tekken moveset in this game? And it kind of feels like it was. Um, also I really am all about more Mario party. Like I said in the beginning, I'm not mad at the fact that this is like remake of 64 Mario party 64 boards, mainly because, you know, Alex and I did not grow up with a, a super Nintendo 64. So we, or it's not called a super Nintendo 64. <laughs> it's just called a Nintendo 64. Yeah. Games. You know, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. You know what I mean? So um, I've never played those boards. So the fact that, you know, they're remastering or remaking those boards and giving us a hundred mix of mini games, which, you know, the original or rather the Super Mario Party that came out a couple years ago only had 80 mini games. So I'm cool with a hundred mini games. That just means more mini games, you know? And mm -hmm. if they look beautiful, I'm all about it. And I, I just truly love Mario Party. In that vein, oh, also for the fact that it has online play now, which is great. You know, online from the get-go is really important. And then, you know, in that vein, because I love Mario Party, I also have a history of liking Super Monkey Ball. We owned one of the games for the GameCube, but, you know, when I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, man, this is cool, but I don't really go – I don't really – well, you know, when I watched it, I said, I don't really go over to people's houses and play games anymore. So, like, this is hard to, like, play. But I'm also like, Mario Party, give it to me now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which, for Mario Party, I would go over to people's houses to play those games. So, I don't know. I guess Monkey Ball just didn't vibe with me, even though, like, historically, I did like it when I was a kid. Um, also... The Advance Wars, the one and two reboot camp, looks really neat. I've never played Advance Wars, but I know that there's there was a lot of excitement for it online. I am very intrigued about it. Um, it has a $60 price point. 
I was kind of like taken aback when I first saw it. But then Alex reminded me, well, it's two games. So it's one and True. two. And, you know, they really rebuilt it from the ground up, which they announced in the like the trailer. They said like rebuilt from the ground up, you know, so you know what? $60 makes total sense to me now. So we'll see if I have a little bit of lull in activity because I think it comes out in December um, if I'm going to get that on day one or not. And then lastly, you know, we got to talk about that. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. There is a name for the game, which I read online somewhere that they didn't want to share the name because they didn't want it to, they didn't want fans to like know what was going to happen or something. And I was like, but you, when they buy the game, they're going to see the name. So I don't really like what's wrong with knowing what's going to happen a year in advance versus like four months in advance, but whatever Miyazaki. Not Miyazaki. Do you do you what have an idea? Aonuma. Do you have I an idea? Don't. What the name's going to be called? If you had a guess. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I, do you have an I, idea? I wonder if it's like Death of a Hero or something crazy, and you play a Zelda, because someone was saying that the character models for Breath of the Wild two, like they looked exactly like the character models from one. Like they didn't change anything on ground. The person flying in the air definitely had changes but the person that was like walking around that big like rock monster was the same character model and hadn't changed from breath of the wild one so they were thinking that they basically are using that as kind of a placeholder for zelda to be a playable character on the ground and you're kind of like the playable character in the air and like some sort of like sky temple or something anyway i have no idea this is all speculation i'm sure out of one teaser that's um, my friend, uh, the, uh, James, who, friend of the show, listens, um, hi James, um, he sent me this Reddit post, and it was basically like, yeah, that one teaser trailer is going to, like, fund so many YouTube channels over the next, like, 10 months. <laughs> yeah, I believe <laughs> it. Because they're going to just be speculating for ages. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Aonuma was literally, like, you know, I or in an interview or something, I guess was like hiding the name. Um, but the game looks beautiful, and you know what? This gives me a year to finally finish Breath of the Wild. So you know, it's not coming out this holiday, but it gives me something to work towards. So it, I mean, mm-hmm. it looks great, and you know, I put in fifty plus hours into Breath of the Wild. It's a big I, game. It's a big game. Yeah, it's a chonky game, and I really enjoyed my time with it. But you know, I kind of fell off the wagon a bit. Um, but overall, Nintendo Direct, very pleased with the variety of announcements. And, you know, I'll just wait for the next, you know, Direct in maybe September with more information. I'm glad I didn't see Pokemon in this Direct at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a little break and stuff. So we'll see. But very fun. And it was it was nice watching it. Uh, with Alex because he basically started standing up w- at the beginning when they were trying to reveal the Smash character for like a hot second he believed it was Sora carrying that body in the no no oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was uh, Zemnis because I didn't get they didn't show the hair color but he was uh you know topless or something I don't know you know he oh. got he stood up Matt you know what standing All up right. means in this household yes yeah, standing up means you're getting serious getting some platforming serious. Uh, yeah, no, this this was a great direct. It was really good. Uh, Kazuya was not someone that I was thinking 
would be in Smash, but you know what? I'm actually pretty happy with it. Like the reveal trailer was really funny. There's a lot of really good memes about it. Um, with him trying to kill Kirby and like throws him off the edge, and at the very end, Kirby's floating behind him. It's just it's really high quality, and I just love Nintendo so much. Like they do stupid stuff all the time, but at the end of the day, just hilarious. And um, Sakurai basically saying, "Yeah, we're gonna have another video. Um, it's not right now because we haven't even taped it yet." <laughs> it's like that classic. That's just great. Um, of course, Metro Prime Four. I was hoping we would get something, but honestly, Metroid Dread looks amazing. This this game looks like something that I will be picking up in October. Um, honestly, both October games are, are something I'm interested in. Metroid Dread uh, 2D just looks fantastic, um, but also Mario Party Superstars. That's where it all began for me. Um, Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 had them all for Nintendo 64. So I know those boards and I love those boards. I remember for my, I guess, what was it? I think it was my, I was a child. I was in fourth grade. The first day of school was actually my birthday, but we were moving to Maryland um, on my birthday and we couldn't move into the house that day. So we were in a hotel for a little bit. And um, I was really bummed because like my birthday was kind of canceled in my books. I was a fourth grader, you know, like really sad. I just moved away from, uh, we were living in Charlottesville at the time, moved away from all my friends uh, to this new place on my birthday. School was tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. I went to the restroom, came out of the restroom and like my family like had a little surprise party in the hotel room and I got Mario Party 3 that, that year. And like I'll, I'll forever remember that saved that birthday because that game like meant so much to me and like even thinking about it like I put so many hours (laughs) I don't even know why I'm like almost like tearing up thinking about Mario Party 3 but like it was a really positive experience and like that was one of my favorite consoles one of my favorite games of that console Um, so seeing that just really makes me happy that it's coming so for people that missed out on Nintendo 64 they get some pretty cool mini games Uh, but talking about mini games WarioWare came out of nowhere um Super excited. Comes out a week after my birthday, so I'll be picking that up for myself. Um, and maybe we will have some uh, birthday celebrations, Tiffany. Uh, treat yourself. <laughs> treat myself. Uh, Alex, if you want to come to Virginia, uh, you can come find us and we will uh, play some WarioWare because it looks so much fun and so random in the way that WarioWare is. Uh, but really, like start to finish, I was like, these games look so good. This is classic Nintendo which a lot of these are classic franchises and makes me love it. I, I just loved every moment of it. Of course, I would have loved Legend of Zelda to come out this year. Um, there was no pro talked about, which I'm just like fascinated that there's still no Switch Pro announcement. Um, but it's probably waiting for that sequel. I Like if it comes out in springtime, which it could, like I think the pro is right there with it. It just makes sense to me. Um, this was a great conference, a great direct, and uh, we're really lucky. Like, come on. We're gamers in 2021. We have so much to look forward to this year, next year, and the year after. So um, now I'll open it to you guys. Do you have any final thoughts where we talk about... Um, actually, you know what? I'm terrible. I forgot 
to bring it to the main Nintendo man himself. Alex, I am so sorry. Tell me what you thought about the Direct. I think you're the main Nintendo man here, Matt. I'm the sub-Nintendo man. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the two of two. You're the one of two. Um, I mean, we pretty much, you, you two covered it all, essentially. Uh, definitely showed a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, I'm there with you. Intrigued in Mario Superstars. Uh, or Mario Party Superstars, excuse me. Uh, hopefully, and obviously, since the mini games are from past uh, Mario Parties, they'll be better than the mini games in Super Mario Party. Uh, yeah. And as Tiffany mentioned, uh, thank God it has online from the get go, because definitely uh, in 2021, having a party game, you know, I'm I'm all about the couch co op, but sometimes it's just not possible to get together. I mean, look at us, right, coast to coast. So having mm-hmm. that online co op definitely a boon for everybody um and yeah from like everything else you guys covered definitely i think it was a very good direct and they showed a lot of good things uh for a lot of different audiences i mean right as you mentioned metroid dread was there superstars wrapped it up with breath of the wild untitled sequel or i guess titled sequel yet to be revealed um and yeah definitely i think there wasn't a lot more I would ask for besides maybe something like Project Triangle Strategy could have shown up. But like I mentioned for Square, uh, it, it probably just wasn't time yet because that name is yet to be titled. So uh, mm. definitely enjoyed the direct. I think Kazuya was an okay choice. I, I think it's partly because Bandai is involved in the development of Smash a little bit. So having another Bandai Namco representative beyond Pac-Man was uh, to be expected. Uh, but yeah, and obviously Kirby flying, floating away at the end after Kazuya dropped him off the cliff. I mean, remember, Kirby's the only one that survived Galeem in the story mode. So That's true. By canning, Kirby is the strongest fighter. And I'd say now with uh, Kazuya, you know, also being unable to kill Kirby, the de facto strongest fighter of them all in Smash. Yeah. Just Agreed. undefeated. Undefeated. Did, um, oh gosh, I'm just blanking on the name. Clouds, Nemesis, Longhair. Sephiroth, man, that's terrible. See, I'm such a big Square Enix fan. Um, Sephiroth, did Sephiroth kill Kirby? No, no? I don't I, I don't think they clashed at all in his reveal. Mario is the one that keeps dying in all these reveals. Yes, yeah. So I'd say since Galeem couldn't kill kirby but sephiroth killed galeem there could be canon to say sephiroth could be stronger than kirby but it's it's undecided the undecided, evidence yeah. is not is yet to be shown unlike in the the great ace attorney chronicles where the evidence is all over the place so you gotta look for it it all depends on if items are allowed if no items i feel like sephiroth is better with items though like Kirby can get away. He can get a star. He can fly away. Anyway, now on to my segue that I uh, started, but then I forgot, <laughs> Alex. Uh, but now, Alex, you get an extra extra time. You're Tiffany. Do you guys have any final thoughts outside of these main five showcases? Was there anything that stuck out? And any of the there was a ton of indie showcases, um, little teasers here and there. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention was geeked for Netflix was happening that same week. We got to see the Cuphead show, 
which had Wayne Brady as uh, the dice enemy. Um, I forgot his name. I'm just blanking on names. It's been a long day, guys. <laughs> um, but that that show looked great. Um, and I'm really excited to get more people to see Cuphead, even though Cuphead 2 was not announced. Sad. Anyway, what do you guys have? Yeah, I want to shout out to the Wholesome Games Direct. This was on the Friday following uh, Jeff's uh, Summer Games Fest opening live. And definitely in that uh, Wholesome Games Direct, I think it was like 80 games or something in total were shown off. Obviously, most of them being indie games, but definitely as the name of the Direct uh, implies... A lot of just wholesome indie games, you know, things. And I just want to shout out the the few that really caught my eye were uh, Yokai Inn, where it looked like you were managing uh, kind of a town and interacting with uh, townspeople. Uh, I think you were human, but all the uh, residents of the town were animals or anthropomorphic animals. So definitely looked like a cozy time, you know. You're fishing, you're trading, you're shopping, definitely was a cozy feel to it. Also want to shout out uh, Garden Story, uh, which is the uh, game where you play as a grape. Uh, so I think all the characters are anthropomorphized <laughs> fruit or food. Nice. And so definitely look interesting. Uh, and yeah, just got to love things that are not necessarily puns on foods, but that involve food, you know, just what a great time. I can play defending these food people and at the same time get hungry while playing, you know? Um, and then to wrap it up, uh, one other, and I know there's a few others, but I'm just forgetting them off the top of my head. But one of the others I really remember uh, was Floppy Nights, uh, which looked like kind of a action adventure game. And so, you know, akin to, I guess, uh, Zelda in some aspects, uh, like older Zelda. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely want to shout out to them. I really appreciate kind of the showcase of all these indies, especially all of them grouped together in this kind of one showcase where I could just watch it from start to finish. And kind of similar to the Xbox showcase, right? Some talking heads, but really, yeah, it was all about the games. And they kind of just let those games speak for themselves. And they definitely did a good job of, uh, you know, out of so many games, at least there are a few that really caught my eye. So I do... uh, I do appreciate Indies having that chance to shine because it seemed like uh, in Nintendo and Microsoft, not to target them directly, but they didn't have as much time this year for their Indies on their platform. So definitely, you know, hmm. shout out to, to those organizers. I did find a few wholesome games um, for myself during that little uh, presentation. However, one of the things that kind of disappointed me with that particular um, event is that there are very few release dates. So, you know, it really just felt like a showcase of these are a lot of projects that a lot of different people are working on, um, you know, look out to the future, which I mean, I can only be hyped for so long and, you know, in advance mm-hmm. being like, sometimes it just gets disappointing. Like this one game that I've been hyped for for ages that showed up in an actual Nintendo Direct, I'm calling it out. It was called Mineko's Night Market, and it was shown in a Nintendo Direct, and I was like, this is going to be the game that will tide me over until Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing has come and gone, and this game is still nowhere to be found. It's so dead. <laughs> don't 
please don't say those words. But you know what I mean? Like I've seen, we saw so many things at the wholesome direct, who knows how long it's going to take for us to see those games. Hmm. But you know what? More games for more people. I'm all about it. Video games are rad. And that you heard it here, guys. Video games are rad. And so I have a very special RXP rush round where I am going to be giving you guys some questions. You just say what the first thing that comes to your mind. It's going to be a little bit difficult for you guys because you share a mic. So like push each other out of the way. But as, as soon as you think of something, let it go. All right. First question. Most hype game. What are you most hype about? Tiffany? Super Mario Party Superstars. Mario Party Superstars. Alex? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. Matt? Uh, Mine is probably going to be Forza Horizon 5. I don't know. Wow. It just really spoke to me. Yeah. Honestly, I thought you would have said Elden Ring. You are not a true fan. Get out of here. Well, well, I know the questions. Let me tell you. I know the questions. (laughs) What is the biggest omission? Of E3 Summer Game Fest. Final Fantasy 16. Alex? Elder Scrolls 6. Ooh, solid. Mine's probably Silk Song. It's. Is it real? Who knows? Any pre orders? Have you pre ordered a game? And if so, what? Oh, that is such a good question. And I have not pre ordered any games because I cheated myself out of some savings. <laughs> Are you going to pre-order a game, and what is it within the next week? No. Month. (laughs) Fine. No. (laughs) So I haven't pre-ordered anything yet that was announced during E3, but I have pre-ordered something that was shown off again in Tales of Rise. Nice. So that has been pre-ordered. In terms of things I might pre-order and probably will pre-order, obviously, you know, back to my last answer, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Actually, right, I, just, I just thought of something, Matt. Technically, I did pre-order Eudin Chronicles 100 Heroes. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to pre-order Metroid Dread. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that. Um, best conference, Tiffany? Nintendo Direct. Alex? Microsoft Bethesda Showcase. Same. Microsoft Bethesda Showcase. Just showed it up. All right. The most game of the year contender. I'll go first. Elden Ring. I didn't want to double dip. <laughs> Wait, funny. game of the year for 2022 or 2021? For any, whatever year it's going to be released in. No matter where Elden Ring falls, what? it's going to be <laughs> game of the year. Or at least a contender for it. Starfield. Ooh, very good. Tiffany? I mean, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild 2. Okay. These are all good, all good picks, all good picks. There's our RXP rush rounds in the books. And just like that, episode 34 of the RXP podcast is also in the books. If you want to reach out to us, tell us what you're most hyped about, uh, what you wish was there, what you want for next year, or really what you want from PlayStation. The ball's in their court. Maybe we'll talk about it on another podcast episode but you can always reach out to us hit us up on our gmail 
at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or you can head us up on twitter rxp underscore podcast we'd love to hear from you guys uh, we will we'll talk to you later have a great summer and we'll talk to you next time bye chaos chaos